Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. On this episode of Inside Bend, we're going to dive into the world of parking. We speak with Parking Services Division Manager Toby Marks to get a better look at the often misunderstood world of parking management. We discuss the Downtown Strategic Parking Management Plan, a strategy that was developed back in 2017 to manage parking in downtown. We also dive into some of the new changes made to parking in downtown Bend and take a look toward the future of parking in the city. All right, let's jump right into this conversation now. Okay, today we have uh, Toby Marks joining us. He is the City of Bend Parking Services Division Manager. Toby, thank you for being here with me today to chat about parking. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. How long have you been here at the City of Bend? Yeah, just about two years. So I came on board in November 2019. Okay, so this is still relatively new to you uh, being at the City of Bend, but you have a background in parking management and parking services. So um, tell me a little bit about maybe how does one get started with parking management? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I was in parking management at the East Coast before I came over here, and I kind of got into it out of like event and marketing um, because it was something I did a lot of in my past, I did a lot of events, organizing and a lot of marketing and promotions and parking was always the difficult thing to do. And it, I always, the, the funny thing is, I remember when I applied for my first job in parking, I said, I want to get into parking because parking is the most misunderstood thing a city can do. And I think that's still true. That's true wherever you go because um, everybody needs to park. Everybody wants to park but nobody wants to park where you want them to park. And it's always complicated. And I thought in my environment where I was at that time, it was very it was very complicated and I wanted to make a difference. And I thought that um, that really encouraged me to go into it. And then it was really strange and weird that I thought that this is actually a very interesting um, industry. And so I sticked with it. Sure. And so made your way to Bend then eventually um, you had a couple stops along the way before making it here to the city. So actually, no, no stops. So <laughs> we this is actually a very this is a really cool personal like story for our family. We um, so we were at the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We we decided that we are moving back to the West Coast to be closer to family. Um, my wife's parents live in Bend. And so we um, we made this those plans. Um, we flew the kids out in July of 2019 to like drop them off pretty much before we wrapped up our house, like packed everything up and did a two week road trip over here. And I had not given my notice yet at the East Coast. I had not applied for any position. And so because I decided that um, we didn't want to have to do deal with back and potential like back and forth travel in between while we were wrapping everything up our entire life over there. So we we dropped the kids off here in, in, in the last week of July. We flew back. Um, and when we, I had scheduled to give my notice when we came back. So after we came back, I gave my notice. And pretty much on the same day that I gave my notice uh, back on the East Coast, I saw the position here popping up. So I obviously started looking and that position came up. And so I applied for it. And then... Um, that was the only application I sent. So it was one, um, I I'm, have a lot of faith generally, as I felt that if this move is right, if what we're doing is right, then 
that'll be a job for me that is going to be my future career. And so that's what I firmly believe. And so we, we moved here and um, eventually, long, longer story, but eventually then I got the position offered. So, and I took it. It just was all meant to be that it worked out, the timing and everything like that. Yeah, to the disgruntledness of some people that don't like parking, maybe. But like in general, I think that's how it, at least for us, that's how it seemed because it it worked just out that way, you know, right. which was really good. Parking is always seems to be like a hot topic for, <laughs> I guess, many reasons. So um, why do you think people are always talking about parking? Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably the same with other other things, too. But parking does affect people's life in a way like every day on different levels right and parking is it's a cliche saying but parking is emotional it's like personal it's um it's something everybody needs to and wants to and gets to and doesn't know how to and and it's it's really weird but i think in a way it touches people's life wherever you are and i think that the biggest thing that's hard to parking is progress and innovation because everybody often in many municipalities and we are kind of like giving all the conversation that we have about parking right now here it's a little bit different but many many parking systems just say, say like the three monkeys right like don't see it don't hear it don't say anything just ignore it and everybody will be fine we're at the end it's not fine but because we're not talking nobody talks about it Everybody just accepts it. And and I think that here that's slightly different. I think here everybody's very engaged in the conversation. Um, and that's a that's a good thing. And I think it can be a really great opportunity if we can get emotions out of the way and find constructive conversation. And I think then we can do something in band with all the foundations that we have. That probably could be a really innovative model for places that are very similar to Bend. It's almost this change in mindset that we're trying to work towards for parking in downtown. Is that what you would say too? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's. I think we have to be admittingly careful to say there are other modes of transportation because we know that we have a long way to go. We've worked really hard to make the garage in downtown safer and better. And I think that's, is it still perfect? No, probably not perfect yet, but we know that because of shifts through COVID in permit systems, so we don't have that many permit holders anymore, which means there's much more space available there. So we have often days the rooftop completely empty while people circle around three times in downtown around Bond and Wall to find parking where all they need to go is in there and they're good. And I think those are the things that we hope to like updating our communication, updating our maps, and maybe eventually have a guidance system that can tell you where you can find available parking. There's a lot going on right now too with Ben parking um, as you're working towards making the system better, um, you know, with the implementation of the, the pay to park at the, the downtown garage and uh, the two zones now, downtown zone A and zone B for on-street parking and in parking lots and the um, introducing the old Bend uh, neighborhood parking permits. Um, and those are some of the new changes. So maybe walk me through those and explain maybe a little bit why you made those changes yeah. as you're moving towards these new innovative ideas to make parking easier. Cause that's ultimately the goal of making these yeah. changes is to make it easier. Yeah, absolutely. So in the majority of changes are all, except maybe a few nuances here, left and right are really, um, part of 
the a couple of parking studies that were done in 2016 and 2017. So maybe before my time. So the one that it was the most dominant for me is the downtown parking strategic management plan. So that's the result of a park downtown parking study from 2016. City Council adopted that in 2017 and um, told staff, go ahead and implement that. And this plan has 28 strategies that um, go from building a, creating a parking services division to um, building more parking, right? All the way at the end. So it's divided in policy, operations, and infrastructure. And that well, is governed by a downtown parking advisory committee, which is a staff appointed uh, committee that um, meets regularly. So I think that was one of the first things I put back in place when I came to say this, they had two groups and a large group with about 20 members and then an action group of about six members that was really more dedicated to that. And I said, let's work with that and let's meet every two weeks. And we actually ended up meeting every week, maybe even more often to really dive into this plan and say, what can we do? How should we do that? What makes sense? What doesn't? Because this plan is supposed to build up strategy on strategy on strategy based on data. What what do we really need to do, right? Don't just do it if it's not needed. Um, the one part in there is also to look at the areas around downtown mm. to see how they impact it, right? That's where the old man parking district came from. And um, what people sometimes underestimate, um, because I think we are, I think Ben is one, for example, I'm trying to bring it back to Ben, but generally people are, I want to believe people are good, people are caring, and people want to treat others the way that they want to treat it, want to be treated themselves, right? Often, that changes when they need to park. And so what we forget is that parking is kind of like being at the beach or on a lake, taking a rock and throwing it in the water and watch the ripple effects going, right? So for, meaning at addressing the old Bend neighborhood before we do major changes in downtown was really important. So you really needed to have these districts around to protect is a hot, maybe a little bit too tough of a word, but to protect that neighborhood integrity. Now, is it part of a vibrant downtown? For sure, which is why we created areas in there that you can still park in and, and use, right? Um, but I think these, the downtown parking strategic management is pretty much my go-to source for like the implementations of strategies in the downtown core. And they're building on each other. So it's not that we just came around and said, hey, hey, what are we going to do in the next six months? No, it's like follows a strategy that is actually smart, that was done by really smart people, um, that is proven, that's working, has great um, parking management strategies in there, and we're implementing them. I think my point was there is that it's not just Toby coming out and making all these rules. Like there was a downtown strategic plan put together for parking uh, and adopted by council at the time. And we're just still implementing these changes and it's, there's science behind it. There's, there's numbers and data to enforce why these decisions were made. And that's why we're doing it. It's not just, you know, um, throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and hoping something sticks. The zones that we implemented were, that was, the plan actually called for four zones, but we didn't feel that it makes sense at this point to do four zones because that was really more based on creating a price system 
where you have value areas that are lower priced per hour and higher priced areas somewhere else, and then people can choose. Because we don't have a price parking system yet on street, that, that just wouldn't make sense, right? So we decided to go the easy route, the simple, easy, convenient route to those. And that mainly because we have had this rule, and it's really in really small letters on some of the parking si signs that I just took off last week um, that says, you have to move your vehicle by 750 feet to get a new, a new session of two hours free parking. And my joke, I remember when we came to visit Ben the first time six or seven years ago now, there were two things that confused the heck out of me. One was like, what does it mean 750 feet? Where do I have to go? How do I know what 750 How feet were, right? That? How far is that? So I think now that we have these two zones, it's, it's really simple. Park on the street for your two hours. And after that, move in one of the lots. And um, yeah, it's not free. But if you plan on staying longer, instead of going on the street, just go in the lot. And finding more options there on these lots to have people have more options for the duration of stay, I think creates more flexibility having that flexibility in those longer term um, options is important, which is probably another reason why you made the changes to the garage as well, making it um, pay to park and putting the gate up, giving yeah. people that option to where you can park in the garage all day, you can buy a permit or you can buy a day pass and you don't have to worry about getting a ticket right. and it's cheaper than the ticket or you don't have to worry about going and moving your car after two hours if you work downtown or if you're gonna be downtown for a while. Yeah. Is that kind of what, what went into the garage and making those changes? Yep, absolutely. And I think the garage, um, but I, so the garage change was supposed to happen after some other changes in on the, on the street. But the, the garage has been always a challenge from a safety aspect. And what we know since we installed the gate, even though it hasn't been 100% working every time because we had a little bit of a harder time with it than we had hoped because it's so busy. Um, the feedback we get from the neighbors, business owners and um, residents is, thank you so much. And the other thing that was the most impressive for me was that we are actually busier in the garage now than we were before. It's a clear increase, which means that people are still parking there and maybe they're now parking there because they know it's safer and because they're not getting bothered anymore by other people. And they know they're not going to get a ticket. And they know they're not going to get a ticket, right? And so I think um, that's that's great. And that's what we really want. So I think it's the same is true for the lots. We have these lots <laughs> full every day. They are pretty much at 99% capacity and um, we're actually issuing less citations than before. I also wanted to touch on, I think we, we kind of touched on it a little bit before, but I wanted to kind of um, explain, have you explain, um, you know, the creation of the, the old Bend parking district um, and kind of what went into making those changes. I know that neighborhoods, especially in the summer, a lot of people park there after they float the river. Yep. Um, that's not the case anymore because it just got so crazy crowded in there. So um, that was one of the reasons for implementing that. But what else kind of went into making that change for the old Bend neighborhood and making just the free parking along uh, Riverside there in yep. front of Drake Park? So the way it came about is that for probably from what I know from the history and like 
what I know of them, conversations for the last six, seven years, the Old Bend Neighborhood Association has advocated to the city to say, we need help. This is getting busier and busier and busier. We need to do something about that. If you have conversations with people that live there, with police and first responders doing event nights or doing the summer, it's absolutely, I wasn't there. So I'm saying this based on um, what they told me. Um, so I'm going off their experience. It was nuts. People were parking all over the place. And so um, we did some meetings in the beginning of 2019 to community meetings to get input on like, what would residential parking districts look like? And we, from the city said, we were willing to do a pilot to try that out. Um, it was also a council goal at the time. And, but we don't want to force it down anybody's neighborhood's throat. We want to, uh, we we want the neighbors to want that. So we engaged the Old Bend Neighborhood Association in a, in the process um, to plan what it could look like. We knew we can't just say it's permit parking everywhere and we can't just say it's paid parking everywhere. Um, so we had to find a balance there. So we knew that there is businesses, so it has a lot of different elements to the plan. So we tried to do all that and communicate it well. Uh, again, there's a lot of lessons learned, meaning we need to communicate better. Um, we need to get better databases so we reach more people with mailers that we're sending out. I think it's working very well. I think we have identified what's not working and we're fixing it. But I think what, what's really important for people to know is that for the ones that might not understand because they live in other parts of town and they don't, they feel treated unfairly because now they can't, can't park in Old Bend anymore. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that if they would have people parking in front of their house all day long, all summer long, being intoxicated after being eight hours on the river, coming back, not feeling so well, and emptying themselves in all kinds of ways onto people's front yards, assaulting people, I think they would have a different opinion. I think that's what led people in Oban to say, look, we want this is a really nice neighborhood. We want it like that. We are making one more change because we want to show the community that, oh, we want to hear your feedback. And so we're actually making a change on Tamalo that will become one-sided parking only and then becomes two-hour parking on one side so that people that want to just drop somebody off at the park, they just want to walk the park, they just want to float for an hour or pedalboard for an hour and then be gone, can park there. So effectively, it's 40, 50 more parking spaces that we're making available there for the park use to show people that, look, it's not about pushing somebody out. It's about finding the balance and the compromise of making it work for everybody. And I think that's a super important point that you guys came out with this plan uh, and you started implementing it and then you saw things that were working and things that weren't working and you were flexible enough to say, all right, let's change this yeah. here and change that there. And you're always welcome to feedback. And I think that's something that is important for the community to know is that feedback is welcome. And I think that I think people are sometimes surprised because I don't think I shy away from conversation and feedback. And I usually, I might sometimes when I'm really busy, take a bit longer to call back, but I usually call everybody back. And I have ending up having 30 minute, 45 minute conversations sometimes with people about parking. And we might not agree at the end of them, but at least we can respect each other. And I think sometimes people don't expect that. I think they just want to vent and I do call them back because I want to hear what they have to say. Because even in, even my opinion is all, in my perspective has always been that even if somebody tells you something in a maybe not so friendly way, there probably is one, an ounce of something behind that, that if we can find, can, can come to that, maybe there's something we can do better. 
Um, well, I think that's a good place to end for us then. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it and all sure. your insights on parking. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Toby for taking the time to chat about parking. And if you'd like to learn more about parking in Bend, you can head to bendoregon.gov slash parking. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe. And you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music.